Pastor Brian and Lisa, it is wonderful to have you in the house. These guys have been um, pastoring in Kaikoura and just living in Kaikoura for probably 20 plus years now, running a business as well. I'm sure we hear a little bit more about that. But it is wonderful to have you guys with us. We love uh, doing uh, pastoring alongside you guys in the Canterbury region. How about we just jump to our feet? Let's put our hands together and welcome up. Thank you. You can sit now. Um, no, I don't need that. I was just getting the road. You won't even be able to see me with that water. Um, nice high stand, I see. You don't have too many people like me. Um, yeah, so we pastor in Kaikoura. It was kind of a, a thrown into it sort of a one. Um, never ever wanted to be a pastor or anything like that, but ended up both Lisa and I becoming pastors. So we've pastored for nine years now, been in Kaikoura for... 25 years, and i uh, got four boys, and now one married with two grandkids, and the other three, two have got girlfriends, and one's free. <laughs> if you want to see a photo of them, come up to me, and he's 31, he's got his own house, he's a great, great kid. Actually, we baptised him the, um, just before, yeah, a couple of months ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yes, it was really a real amazing time. So he's a great, great lad. They all love Jesus. And, um, yeah, so uh, I'm with my stunning wife I love so much. And we have a a ridiculously great marriage. Like, seriously. We really, really do. Um, Like, we we just come back from Bali um, for a month. We were there um, two weeks ago for a month. And... um, just love each other to but say, just amazing, amazing time. Uh, I was surfing over there, and uh, it's like a health camp for me. So it was, um, it was really good. But um, so God is doing some incredible things in Kaikoura as well. And uh, it's such a privilege to be a part of, of a great people because, you know, I'm just a person, Lisa, we're, we're the pastors, but it's all about you guys, you know. And... Um, you know, it's our duty as pastors to, as a shepherd, to lead you into good information that will get you to heaven. Is that right? Yeah. And, you know, because right now, every one of you, is, you, you, you were chosen by God. Yeah. And he says, you know, I chose you. You didn't choose me. So just, just think on that for a moment. So, and then he's no respecter of people. So he doesn't favour um, Lisa and I more than you, or me more than you. So you just think on that. So therefore, anything that you want in God is up for grabs. But if you're willing to receive what the Spirit is saying to you, because it's all about being obedient, amen? I mean, I'm going to read some stuff in here, and I am the worst reader. Hopefully I'll be able to get through it. But sometimes I stumble and fall, and it's not that easy for me. So probably most of you would be way better readers than me. I can't spell for that. Um, But it doesn't matter because God calls the weak things and the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Amen? And it's, you know, so we've just got to really get into the Word of God and go, everything that I am not good at, He's going to make me strong in. Amen? All in your weaknesses is, is a strength. Amen? So stop making excuses. Okay, so um, anyway, uh, so I'm going to start this word off, um, and 
It was kind of a word that uh, I got for our church um, a few weeks ago, and um, then I went to repeat it, and if you see my notes, which are just full messes, because, um, you know, I can't spell, so, you know, so you wouldn't be able to even probably read this stuff, and I can't even follow it after I've done it, so it's, it's even worse. But, um, but praise God, he's, he's given me a gift, and uh, I'm able to uh, communicate, amen, through the Spirit of God. So um, I was just wondering, you know, how, much, how truthful we are as a church. And I was just wondering, can anybody here see faults in people? Put up your hand. There's actually not that many. I'm amazed. Actually, to be honest, the ones that didn't put up their hands are liars. So let's just, we're gonna, this meeting is about truth, okay, and being open. And so um, I'd just like to tell you it's not a gift. Okay, being able to see faults in people or situations and stuff. It's not a gift. And, um, you know, when we become Christians, we, we repented from that. And so that means we actually turned away from seeing faults in people and we start prophesying into their lives. I mean, we, we see what God sees. You know what I mean? So, um, so when you're a really good Christian, the worst person can walk in and you can see something good in them. Amen. And even if they're accusing you and mocking you or whatever, you can see something good in them. Amen? Because that's, that's Christ in us, the hope of glory. Amen? So I'd like you to turn to um, Numbers uh, 21. Like I said, I, hopefully I can read this really well for you. Um, Numbers 21. I've never preached with, a, with one of these, so um, yeah. Anyway. Numbers 21 and verse 4 says this. It's the children of Israel, um, when they left um, Egypt and they wandered through the wilderness and then they went to Jericho and they sort of went, well, we can't take down Jericho. They're too big. It's too big. A, I can't go there. I'm not, I'm not that sort of a person. So then anyway, they, they start moving around. And well, they got to this place. And then they journeyed from the Mount of Hor by the way of the Red Sea to go down to the land of Edom. And the soul of the people became very discouraged on the way. And the people spoke against Moses, against God and Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and our, our souls loathe this worthless bread. So the Lord sent a fiery serpent among the people, and, and they were bit. Uh, Anyway, I'll, I'll tell you the story because I'm starting to muck up. But anyway, um, so the Lord sent serpents amongst them because they were, um, they were um, grizzling and just things weren't going good, so they just started grizzling and they stopped worshipping. And um, they sent the fiery serpent and then they, they were all starting to die and some, you know, getting injured and whatnot. And, um, and so they went to God and said, oh, look, we're, we're really sorry, um, what can you do? So, so Moses set up a, a serpent and put it on, the, on a cross. And, and basically when people, he said, when, you, when they look at that, you'll be healed. So it's the same reflection as, as Jesus dying on the cross. When you look to the cross, have you got one here? No. Okay, when you look to whatever. Um, so when you look to the cross, when you look to Jesus, you know, that's where you'll get salvation, and you can be healed, okay? But to see, the, the, the story is, is that they said, 
that they, they loathe this worthless bread. Now that was the mana. That is the word of God. So you can come into a situation where you've been a Christian for a really long time, and after a while you go, I've heard the scripture before. Yeah. And you stop taking on and start being a, uh, letting it become you. And so you can hear sometimes, you know, that you should forgive somebody and that you must forgive because otherwise you can't be forgiven. And you just sort of go, yeah, I've heard it before, but I'm still ticked off with that guy. I'm still ticked off with that woman or what they did to me was just so wrong. And we can start not applying the Word of God and all of a sudden it actually becomes worthless in your own life, which is a horrendously dangerous place. Because you see... The reason um, they were walking around the wilderness is because they didn't do what God asked them to do. So they came back round to fifth form again, in a sense. And some of us, it might be 45 and we're still at fifth form because we just do not want to take and go through the forgiveness thing or the obedience of God. You know what I mean? And so the best thing you can do is to go through the trials and say, okay, Lord, how am I supposed to do this? You know what I mean? Because then you go through that apprenticeship and you're done. You're done with that. Can I tell you one little apprenticeship that's been, I mean, some things are hard and I'm going to throw this out there. I'm going to be so vulnerable and you're going to be freaked out. But um, uh, three, two, two months ago or so, I'm renovating a, a, a bit of an old building and um, it's got this big, big shelves up and huge things. And they're really difficult to get out. And um, so I'm working away there. And I'm out the back working totally by myself. There's a, a lady in an office up further. But she's not going to come out the back because I'm renovating and making a mess out the back. And uh, so I ended up pulling this thing out and boom and drop it down. And there's a Playboy there. So, and you know, I get this voice coming into my head saying, if there's two, it's okay. You know, that's Satan for you. But anyway, now, I was brought up on that stuff, and I had a major addiction to it, right? And, and, it's, and it's, most guys, you know, the world is, is just saturated in this sort of stuff. And, and it was just like, oh, my goodness. So I, I put it, and I put it over the side, and I was thinking, right, okay, and, and I'm still getting the job done. And I pull the, pull the other one out, finally get it out, and there's another one. Now, my, my mind is doing backflips, right? And I'm trying to go, okay, what do, okay, what do I do? Right, not going to look, um, you know, da-da-da. Um, so I'll put, I put it over there, I cover it in dust. And then I think, if the lady comes out, she'll know that it's there, so I better get rid of them. So I put them on the back of my ute and put stuff over the top of it. Because I, and another thing was I was going to put it in the rubbish, Right? But then I thought, when they do the rubbish, they'll see the thing. And I'm just, my mind's doing backflips, let alone don't go and look at it, okay? And, um, and I'm thinking, I'm going to fight this. You know, I want to be pure before God. I want to I do the right thing. See, it's a choice. We can say, oh, I'm out of control in that area. Well, that's only, see, it's not a, it's not a spirit. It's sins of the flesh, you can overcome things. Jesus said that, you know, you can overcome all things through Christ, I mean, who strengthens you. No excuse. Just get the excuses rid of them. And there's nothing that you're tempted by that's not common to man, right? 
So it's like, oh, but mine, I'm special. Well, actually, you're not. <laughs> you know, you're, you're the same as all of us, amen? You all have these stinking, thinking things and stuff goes on. So anyway, um, I, I, so I have to work. So that's about 2 o'clock. So I'm working until 5 or so. So I'm still doing backflips. Go and look, go and look, you know, do, do, you know all this drama up in my head. And um, anyway, I get, it, I get home and I think, I'll stick it in the rubbish at home. And I think, no, I can't because when you stick the rubbish at home, you go to the tip and they see your rubbish. So I can't do that either because then they'll think it's mine. So um, luckily it was a colder day and um, told Lisa and we, we stuck it in the fire. You know what I'm so stoked about? Is I never even turned the corner of a page. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's worthy of a clap. And you know, and so, that, so that's all good. But the, the truth of it is, is that, um, you know, I felt... You know, like, so good, like, whew, you know, especially when it was up in flames, because then the, you can't see that anymore, so it's just really good. But, um, you know, the next day, I honestly felt so amazing, and I honestly felt the Holy Spirit, in a sense, God putting a crown on my head. It was just, whew, a, just a real moment, you know what I mean? Like a real moment. And, um, and, then, and then we go off to Bali. And of course, I don't know if you've been to Bali, it's stinking hot, and women don't wear a lot, okay? And we, I'm going surfing, so it's mostly young people. I'm the only older guys, there's a few of us there, uh, <laughs> JT, <laughs> that um, whatnot. But I didn't even, it wasn't even a remote, didn't even care. And Lisa says, you know, do you have any problem, you know? And I go, not, not even a fraction, not even a fraction. And um, just like I said at our church, you know, that area of our life is very healthy, thank you. So it's not like I'm just old and that's it and I shut it off and you just harden yourself to anything, you know what I mean? Because that's not, it's like people that have got problems with food or whatever, you know what I mean? You still have to eat. You still got to go through these things sometimes. But you see, here's the scripture, and this is what I want to give you. It's an amazing scripture that's really creeped me out and um, empowered me as well. And that is um, in Genesis. And it says this in Genesis 4. Now, this is when Cain um, was really ticked off with Abel because um, God received Abel's sacrifice. And you know the story. But there's this scripture, which is just the freakiest one. I want you to always remember this. And that is um, when he was upset with him, God comes to him and says, If you do well, you w- will you not be accepted? But if you do not well, sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you. But I, but you should rule over it. Powerful because the creepy part is, is that every time you're in a situation, whether you're going to gossip, pull down somebody, or anything like that, sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you. That is creepy. But I want you to rule over over it. Now, the thing about ruling over something, you have to have something to rule over. It doesn't just go away. So you could come up because you have uh, an anger problem or a a porno problem or buying clothes problem. I don't know what can relate to girls. Um, Gossip problem or or whatever it is. And um, you've just got to be able to rule over it. Amen. And, and have the mind of Christ in your life. And you can. You can. Amen? Um, 
You know, there was another one that um, in, uh, where is it? In John 13, 27, where Satan entered into Judas and he got him to do what he did. Now, you see, the thing is, is about it is that sin lies at the door. If you're sinning, there's a door and, there's, and you've left the door open because Satan, it's his desire is for you to ruin your family life, to ruin, make you not such a great friend, a bad husband, a bad father or mother or wife or work person or whatever it is. And its desire is for you to take that out of you. You have to shut those doors, people. And it is your job to shut those doors. Amen? Stop making excuses. Go through the apprenticeship and rule over it. Amen? You will get to that place. Uh, after I took this word, a, a lady came up who uh, had a prophecy over her life uh, 20 years ago. And it said that the voices will get quieter. And she could never work it out. And then she got up and realized that, that when you overcome things, sometimes the voice is so loud, it seems like it's control of you. But when you over start overcoming it and pushing it away and fasting it and stopping it, it gets quieter and quieter until it's such a small voice that it doesn't rule in your life anymore. Because every one of us here has a weakness. Would I be right? In something. I don't know what it is, but every one of us has a weakness. But God wants you to rule over it. Amen? Amen. Um, we have this, another, give you another scary story. But in, in Jonah, uh, in Genesis, rather, 9.20, it was about Jonah and uh, Noah, rather. And uh, he um, went through the flood. It was all good. He got on the land. First thing he does is plants a vineyard and he gets wasted. He's decked out, he's naked in his tent. Not a good thing for a pastor to do. <laughs> or any leaders or anybody for that matter, right? But what happens? So if, you, if you're taking notes or whatever, that's in uh, 920. And like I said, I'm better off telling you the story. Um, so he gets naked and his son goes in, Ham goes in and goes, Dad's naked. My goodness. Goes out and tells his brothers. And they go, whoa, that's heavy. So they go in, both of them, with a sheet over their shoulder. And they walk backwards and not to see their father's nakedness and covers them, right? And um, when, when Noah wakes up, he knows what's happened. And he curses Ham for exposing his faults, exposing him to other people. Now, I don't know about you, but this is a church that should be safe. Your family should be safe. Amen? Your friends should be safe. There's not many lights out there that are pure. There's not many children and men and women of God that are trustworthy. And God is looking for them. There's too many people, leaders and all sorts of people, no one's exempt here, that 
get a story and say, look, I want to tell you this in confidence. Please don't tell anybody, you know, I've done this or I've got this problem or, or whatever, and it's embarrassing. And then they go and tell somebody else. See, so this story is, was, is here for us to go, stop putting a curse on your own life. Stop doing it. You are taking it out of my hands. You are. Ham was Noah's son. And he cursed him for it. And it's the story's there for us to learn something because God hates anybody pulling anybody down, exposing faults and all that sort of stuff. Amen? Because God's trying to build a people that are, are beautiful people that's like him. What does that mean? Praise God he doesn't show us our folks and show the, show the world. Amen? I'm glad that I can go to, to God and he covers us. He loves us. Amen? That's who he is. That's who we should be like. Amen? Is that right? And so I'm asking you, who are you? Who are you amongst your friends? Are you the trustworthy one? The one that's always saying, oh, when they're gossiping about that friend when she's not there, to say, oh, no, look, she's all right. Hey, she's going through a hard time, but she's, she's got this about her and she's got that about her. Are you that person? Are you that salt that goes in there and changes the conversation and makes it beautiful and sweet? Or are you just the one that adds to it, adds to that darkness, doesn't bring in light? You know, like, I don't know who you are, but I'm challenging you to be that person, to be that light amongst this crazy world that's just so into pulling and mocking people. Churches are pulling each other down. We hear about churches failing, and almost it's like we jump into it and go, yeah, they did this and that. We're gossiping. We're, we're pushing it. We're, we're building Satan's kingdom. He's the accuser of the brethren, amen? Yeah. Who's our father? See, he's the father of lies. And, and um, Jesus talked to the Pharisees and he says, you are of your father the devil because you want to kill me and you pull me down and you do all this sort of stuff. That's who your father is. So who's my father? My father's got to reflect his nature. He's the one that covers. He's the one that encourages. He's the one that speaks into my life even though I'm a loser. And he encourages and encourages and covers and hides. The first thing he did was with Adam and Eve. He covered them. Amen? He covered their shame. He covered their, their sin. And that's our God. And that's who we've got to be. I've seen too many people. It ticks me off, eh? It really ticks me off. Where, where husbands will pull down their wives. And husbands will mock and talk about their kids going, oh, they're just idiots and they're just this and they're just that and da-da-da. Or my wife, oh, she's just a cot case and she's this and she's that. Or the wife is going, they're going to hurt their friends and saying, oh, my husband did this, my husband did that. And, you know, he's just, I find him so difficult and all that. And you're just, you're just pulling, you're putting a curse on your own marriage. Like it's, it's, God can't deal with that. He doesn't like that. He's, this word here is saying to stop it. You can stop it, amen? Prophesy into their lives, amen? Encourage the, you know, like, if you want help, go to the right person that's actually constructively going to be able to put something in place to help you with the situation. 
Don't go and do the old trick Christian thing. Oh, you need to pray with me about Lisa because she did this and this and this and this. Can you pray with me about that? And then actually, can you pray with me about this too? But hey, look, it's a secret. And, and so what that does is that I know, you know, never to tell me anything because nothing's a secret. And then all of a sudden, what have we done? Satan, he's isolated you. Because you can't trust anybody anymore. And God wants you to be, to be a person like himself. Amen? That you can be integral and such a beautiful person. And that they know that they can go and talk to you because you are trustworthy. Amen? You liking this? Um, you know, Bob Dylan said, you've got to serve somebody. It may be the devil or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. And, you know, like, we don't like to think that we're being led by the devil. But we're led by our flesh, which is on the road to destruction. And the truth is, is that when you jump into that conversation that you're adding to it or pulling that person down or a church down or a pastor down or your mate down or, or somebody, it doesn't matter who they are. You're entering in to serving him. Because you see, in, um, let's, uh, let's turn to it in Matthew 12. In Matthew 12. Not a lot of pages. Has everybody got iPhones now? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, now, Jesus said this to the, um, to the Pharisees because they cast out a, a demon and, and they said, oh, you did it in... Um, in the name of Beelzebub. But in verse 25, it says this, But Jesus knew their thoughts, and he said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, for every city and house divided against itself will not stand. Oh, did you just hear that? If your kids are going off the rails, if things are going bad and you're just adding to the, the accuser, being the accuser, just picking all their faults all the time, how on earth will it stand? Because that's not God. He loves, amen, unconditionally. And it's such a, um, it's so important. Like, um, I took this word a few weeks ago. It's, it's totally different. You get a whole lot of new scriptures and stuff, so it's all good. Um, but, and I've never done this before. But the reaction that I got from this shifted people's lives because all of a sudden they realized that they were in the wrong camp and they're being played as being part of destruction against the church, against the family, against their friends, against, against those sort of situations. And we have got to so pull away from that, amen? Because it says there, you know, that it's um, the kingdom... And then it brings it down to the city, and then it brings it down to the house, your house. That comes right down. And all of a sudden, I'm accountable for every word that I speak, because life and death are in the power of my tongue, of my tongue. Oh, scary, dangerous. Praise God he hasn't fully, fully anointed our tongues that when we pray certain things that it definitely happens. Because most of us would have killed people by now. 
I hate that person, dead. I wish they would just, something bad would happen to them or whatever, you know. We have all these, I, I'm, am I the only one? I have some bad imagination sometimes. I've got to pull it back, amen. But the, the truth of it is, is that, man, I'm, I thank God that he's given me grace, amen, that he's got grace on all of us and that he hasn't destroyed our families and our situations and our friends because we are oh, just so... Um, so call of God to do something right, and we need to do that. Um, you know, I praise God for really bad feeling, like feeling bad. Does anybody like that? I really praise God. If I've done something wrong and I feel really crap, thank you, Lord. Like, I thank God. Because, man, I do not want to fe- not feel that. Because, you know, the beautiful thing about God is that everybody that he disciplines... He loves. If you don't feel bad when you do wrong, I'm actually worried about your salvation. Because, you see, I don't discipline my neighbor's kids. I discipline my own kids. I don't discipline kids on the street. I discipline my own kids. So they, don't, they can get away with stuff that my kids can't. And that's why when God disciplines me, I thank him for it. Thank you, Lord. And I always say, I, I prayed for years, actually, because I was a bit loose, to be honest. Kicked out of home, got into drugs, did all the crazy stuff. Like it says, just really loose. And when I became a Christian, it was difficult for me to, to come right um, with attitudes and things and, and whatnot. Um, anyway, I'm going to pray, too, um, because it's an important prayer. And that is, Our Father, which art in heaven... Holy is your name. Your kingdom come in my life, Lord. Your kingdom come in my life. Your will be done in my life, Lord. Give us this day our daily bread, the bread that they despised. I pray, my God, that I receive this bread. And forgive us our trespasses. Lord, we've been forgiven, so Lord, let us have that heart that you do, that forgives all. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. You see, the thing is, is that all of you have been invited to heaven. Every one of you. And what does that look like? See, if I was God and I wanted to invite you to heaven, and now, right now, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you into truth, amen, and to make you better people. Because I don't want to be with a guy that's nasty. I don't want to be with someone that is a hater of, of the family or hater of people. You see, I want to be with someone that I can trust, that I love, that I know he loves me, and he's a, he's a genuinely good person that's trying to do right and that is thankful all the time and, is, and that he's not God, that God is God, amen? So he's invited you, and it's up to you whether you want to accept that invitation or not because, you see, when he returns, you'll be like him. What? What? That's, that's amazing, isn't it? Actually, let's turn to that scripture. Um, in 1 John 3. It says this in 1 John 3 and verse 2. Now, beloved, we are children of God, and it is not yet revealed what we shall be. But we will know that when he is revealed, We shall be like him, 
For we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope purifies himself just as he is pure. Oh, that's amazing, isn't it? What a beautiful scripture, you know, like... I thought I was supposed to purify my wife at the start when I become when we got married and get her sorted out. But you see, it's not I'm supposed to purify myself. You see, I don't get to get to heaven and go, it was my wife's fault, or it was my father's fault, or my whatever. Because see, I was brought up and I was beaten up from four to fifteen when I was kicked out. Just horrific upbringing. And I've talked to guys that um, have had the same lives in a horrific state, and that's their excuse for being the way they are. But you see, I get to heaven, and I'm accountable for what I did. I don't get to blame. Amen? Because the choices that I make are of God through his leading and to love. And I have no way can I um, judge anybody because of all the stuff that I've done. Who's in the same boat here? Yeah? How can we judge anybody else? Amen? So we so need to love each other, don't we? We so need to, like, build this church. You know, Glenn and Debbie, you know, support them. Don't, don't get into, oh, look at him. Oh, he's done this. He, oh, I could do it better. And what, about, what do you think of that word? You know, Wasn't that good? Da, 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 whatever. I don't know what you get into in your little minds, but they go there, I know, because I used to be sitting in there too, you know. And, um, but the, the reality of it is, is who, well, whose kingdom am I playing then? I'm not playing God's kingdom. I'm playing Satan's kingdom. And I need to pull my head in, amen. And be accountable for what I say and what I think. Amen? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I'm pretty much covered. Hey, you know, there's another story in Numbers uh, uh, 12, 19, 9. And uh, Aaron and Miriam thought, I I could do that. Like, God talks to me just like he talks to Moses. So God came down and Miriam walked out fully leprosy. Pretty heavy story. You know, we, there's another scripture in um, is it 1 Corinthians. Um, uh, hey, it's in 1 Corinthians, so you can read the whole book. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But it, it talks about um, taking the bread and drinking the cup unworthily. And he says, this is why many are sick among you and are asleep. Now, wait a minute. I just want to get healed. I want to keep my stinking attitude because what that person did or that they said this about me or whatever, I'm ticked off. But the Bible says that you, you can't take it unworthily. You've got to sort those things out. He says, otherwise, this is the reason you're sick. So I got this word a bit back, and this person that I knew had a sickness, and God's screaming in my ear, tell them this. And I'm thinking, this person isn't the type of person that would want to receive this. You know what I mean? But he's saying, this is the reason why they're sick. 
which is heavy, because this is scriptural. See, we'd like to just pass this by. But you see, how can God go against his own word? He wants you to clean your act up. Amen? Hey, we're not perfect, and it's a journey. It keeps short accounts. Because otherwise, the Bible, like the Bible says, you can be angry, but don't sin, nor give place to the devil. What do you mean you give him place? You give him place. The whole Old Testament is full of um, Israel going for God, going good. Everything's great. Wow, thank you, Lord, you're amazing. Then starting to sin, starting to stinking thinking, and then all of a sudden it gives the right for the Philistines and that to come in. Gives the right for the Philistines to come in. And we just think, I'm having it hard. I don't know what your mind's doing. I don't know what you're up to, but I know what I was up to. And and when I said to this, this person, he was like, crap. Because his conversation towards other people and different things wasn't flash. And he's, and he's always been like that. And he's just like, oh, I have to sort it out. Yeah, you do. And, it's, you know, I can pray for you, but if you're um, still going to sit in this game and be in that kingdom, it's really difficult for God to do anything, I mean. Really, really difficult. So I don't know where you're at. I mean, this is a heavy word, isn't it? You enjoying it? <laughs> because the thing is, is I don't know, see, I want to throw one more last bit. I've gone through two splits in a church, okay? I, didn't, I wasn't the instigator of it, praise God. But I've seen, and this is, this is I've been a Christian for a, a number of years, um, but I've seen the devastation of the gossiping and pulling down. So what I've seen is this, that you have a couple like yourselves and you've got a couple over here and you're against these guys and these, half that lot are for you and half that lot are for you, you know. And, um, and then they start gossiping. And see, what happens is, is that you might have kids, right? A whole lot of you might have kids and you're just spitting it out and how wrong they are and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And then you split. Then your, church, your kids never come to church. And you actually get over it. And you still go for God. And you might even forgive these guys and you forgive them. But your kids are going, and you just dumped offense and they've taken the offense. And I've seen those kids really just be anti church because you had the pastor and his kids in that for tea and they weren't there and you just pulled them down. And your kids, anybody, people in the church, they don't have to be the leaders. You, you guys mock those guys over there and people around you and you share your offences. It's so dangerous. Can you see that Satan you're just being played? And he's just stopping this church from growing. But now you've got no excuse for the church to explode. Amen. Amen. Good foundation. I mean, our church loved this, hated it and loved it all at the same time, you know what I mean? But you know what was beautiful is that there was a lady there that has um, an older lady and she's got all these kids that are, it's it's a bit of a mess, the family situation. But they all have talked about each other in a real negative way. 
and and she wasn't even a she's not even a Christian. I don't know if she is now or not, but she um, texted her son who, who got her here, got her to the meeting, and she was just so overwhelmingly thankful to hear that, to shift the conversation from now on, amen, to prophesy, to make things right. If you've got kids that are off the rails, apologize to them, get them back, humble yourself, amen. You might have said the wrong things. Well, you probably did. And so you've got to, you've got to get things right, amen. People are, all have problems. I have problems. You could pick faults in me. Like I said, it's not a gift to see my faults. And you probably could even think, I could do way better than what he's doing now. And that's okay. And one day, hopefully, God does. But with an attitude like that, <laughs> you know, because you see, God's the one that lifts up. Amen. He's the one that promotes. Amen. You can push yourself as much as you like, but it's all about your motivation. Amen. So here's the last scripture. And it's in Revelations. In Revelations. As many as I love, in 3.19, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore be zealous and repent. You zealous? Woo! Yeah! I'm going to definitely change what comes out of here now and what I think on. Because, you know, you're not what you think you are, but what you think you are. Just think on that for a moment. You're not what you think you are, but what you think you are. Um, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. You see, he comes in if you only ask him. and Satan crouches at the door and its desire is for you. But, But Jesus knocks. And go, are you willing for me to come into this situation? Um, And if anybody hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. To him that overcomes will I grant to sit with me in my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who hears let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. You know, this is our job. Because I want your family lives, your friends, the people around you, the people, your circle, your garden. I want you to sow good seed into it, not weeds. Because it's, you, you might sow some good seeds, but then you throw weeds. And the weeds grow up and choke the good seed. And now it's time to shift that, amen? Be the light and be the salt, amen, in your conversations and the people that are around you. I don't know about you, but if this word has has touched your heart and you need to repent, I'd like you to stand right now. Our whole church stood. But if you're a person that needs to repent of this, because you see, like I said before, you're putting a curse on your life and God wants you to take it off your life. But it's up to you. Amen? It's totally up to you to take the curse off your own life. Amen? Because God has given you life and death in the power of your tongue. So let's... Let's see it as a holy tongue from now on. Amen. Oh, so, Father, 
we come and ask for forgiveness through your blood, Jesus, who covers our faults and washes the sin away. I pray that we become like you, Lord, where we cover other people's faults and wash their sin away. We thank you, my God, for your Holy Spirit, that he will lead and guide us into truth, into good conversation. Stir our consciences that even if we're halfway through saying the wrong thing, that we'll stop and repent and make it right. Lord, I thank you, my God, for choosing myself and each and every one, my God, to represent you. And Lord, that you've chosen us for such a time as this to influence the people that are around about us, whatever it is, Lord, whether it's that new world or wherever. But Lord, that we can be light and speak life into people. In the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. You're a good bunch. Good bunch of people. So anybody here that's got needs a needs prayer to um, like overcome just like porn and stuff like that. Um, addictions. You know, gluttony or whatever it is. You know, let's be real. Let's stop trying to be something we're not. Amen? God wants to give you a, a crazy abundant life. Amen? Full marriage, loving your kids, everything on. Just, I feel pumped all the time. Like, I really do. I just, oh, God's so good. Like, he's so good, you know? Like, like, honestly, if you get into God and get into him by yourself and you do these little, see, I did that thing in secret the, with the Playboy thing. But I just got, like, oh, pumped after that too because God just keeps giving you authority and crowns on your head and you're just like, you can't help but feel amazing. Amen? And just be value out there to people. Amen? Be value. If you feel valueless, it's probably because you're not of great value. Sad to say, but that's the truth. Amen? So be value out there. Be that friend that I would love to have. Amen? I've always said to people around me, I always wanted, I, I always, I'm going to be the father that I always wanted. No excuse for being like my father, but I'm going to be the father that I always wanted. You be the mother that you always wanted. You be the friend that you always wanted. Amen? You be the family person that you always wanted. You be that. You be the worker that you always wanted. You just be that. Amen? It's a choice. So let's do it. Amen? So hey, if anybody's got addictions, you know, they can be strongholds in your life. But the Bible says this, that if you confess your sins one to another, that he's faithful and just to forgive you. Amen? I've prayed sometimes for like porno and stuff like that for years, like years to try and get it out. And I, and I prayed and cried and did all the stuff, but it wasn't until I spoke it out to somebody. And then, and why was that? Because God wanted me to humble myself in it. Amen? And honestly, if you come up to me and tell me the worst thing, I'm going to keep it. I'm not going to expose you. Amen. And so if you've got that in your life, anything at all that you're struggling with, that you haven't got victory over, I'd love you to come up and pray for you. Amen. Amen.
Otherwise, yeah. Thank you, Pastor Brian. That was a powerful word this morning. It's like you punched us in the head and then you healed us at the same time. So well done. (laughs) Yeah, well, thank you. We needed that. Yeah, just thank you. Thank you for the word. And thank you for bringing the word of the Lord. Like That is the word of God that he delivered to us that we can treasure to hold on to and pursue.